Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm a right song. Cause I still got a lot of fight left in me. Yeah, this is the Oregon Duck fight song. They play for wins, not clicks, baby. Oh, wait, it was Dan Lanning who said that. Jeffrey, do we have the clip that has some people really all ticked off? Dan Lanning before the game, uh, and this was played over and over and over again. Not as much, not as many uh, Dan Lanning sightings as Taylor Swift sightings, but it was big all day Saturday. Jeffrey, do we have this audio? We do indeed, Jeff. Rooted in substance, not flash. Rooted in substance. Today, we talk with our pads. You talk with your helmet! Right? Every moment. The Cinderella story is over, man. Right? They're fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins. There's a difference. Right? There's a difference. Right? This game ain't going to be played in Hollywood. It's going to be played on the grass. Right? It's going to be played on the grass. Let's go. Jeffrey, did that offend you deeply? No. I mean, it's a pump-up speech for his team. I mean, exactly. What is, what, what is, like, I, I don't really understand why people would be offended by that. What, what is what is the cause for offense? In it, 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 this is true. You know, all eyes are upon you. You know, Dion's getting all the attention. You know, Dion's getting all the clicks. It's not that Dion plays for clicks, but what he plays for attention. Like, that's part of their. That's part of their. Say like, what you, you you say what you. You're firing up. I suppose there are things you could say that would offend me in firing up your team. But if, you know, Jamel Hill was defending uh, Dan Lanning's uh, rant. And, uh, and, and so, as she said, coaches have been known to feed live puppies to their team beforehand, before, uh, I mean, before games. Come on, man. Kirby if, Smart if you, convinced his team that nobody believes in them. Right. If you're offended by this, I really can't help you. Dan Lanning... Uh, is uh, and by the way, I, I don't to say it worked. It might be a little strong because they're the better team. They were better on both sides of the ball. You, you can you can add a quarterback. You can add skill players. It's hard to instantly create offensive defensive lines, and that's what we saw. And they were just a dramatically better team. And yes, they were dialed in. They were one hundred percent dialed in. And I do not uh, have any problem with that rant. Dan Laney, of course, once interviewed him for the Memphis job, didn't get it. Uh, Ryan Silverfield got that job. Bo Nix, 84.8% of his passes, 28 for 33, 276. He did throw his first pick of the year. Touchdowns. He did throw a pick. 
he did throw a pick. Uh, seven sacks, 23 pressures. Uh, it was uh, it was a one-sided affair. Shadour was up. in hell all day. He was in hell. Uh, and it is funny. I was reading some some scouts, you know, analysis of Shadour now in the wake of this performance, and they said uh, they were they were moving him down the draft board because he fades away under that kind of pressure. He doesn't step up into that. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't know where you're supposed to step up to. <laughs> I don't know where you're supposed to step up to. There was not much of a pocket to step up in. Well, then on top of that, like to me, the other big deal is. Okay, yes, a lot of people point out, well, there's no Travis Hunter. The problem is, like, nobody was open. Like, he was just sitting there waiting for someone to break open, and that's been that's been kind of his MO all year, and just no one got open, and then eventually, like, he would just get taken down. He's been leading the country in, like, amount of pressures and quarterback hits all year. Like, it, the difference was there was just no one open. The only problem I had with the speech was, we're going to go win it on the grass. They don't play on grass. They play on turf. <sighs> Creative license, Jeffrey. Yes, of course. Creative license. Um, anyway, that was that one. Next. Mike Norvell and Florida State got it done in OT, beating Clemson for the first time after seven straight losses. I was thrilled to see it. Jordan Travis very clearly is banged up. Yes. But was uh, gutty. good enough. Gutty as hell. Gutty. I think we'll call it gutty, Jeffrey. Yes. And made the big throw to Keon Coleman, who's awesome. Uh, absolutely awesome. 21 to 37. 289 yards, two touchdowns. No, Clemson isn't ranked. Clem- it wasn't. It, it, it was still cathartic for Florida State. How seriously now do you take Florida State? I think they're definitely a playoff contender. I do not think they're a national title contender. Like I, I, I think you saw they are very thin defensively, and to me, this whole game, this whole game, kind of flipped on the Clemson's got the ball in like midway through the fourth quarter. They're in scoring position. They're getting ready to go up two scores. Adam Fuller dials up a pressure. Clemson does not block it properly. You get the sack fumble, return yeah. for a touchdown. And those are the types of plays that you need, though, sometimes during this kind of during the type of season where, hey, you go on the road and you didn't play your best game. But this is now two weeks in a row that they have found a way to make a play late. And I still don't think that. They're like title good, but they're definitely playoff okay, who, good. That's an interesting question. Who is title good? At this and point, are all the teams in the Pac-12? Are they all in the Pac-12? I, I, I exaggerate, but like Washington's title good. Washington, Oregon's title good. I mean, the question with Washington is: Is Washington doing what LSU did in 2019, which is they? They leveled up on offense last year, and now they are putting it all together because that offense is just an absolute freaking wagon. Right. So it is. I mean, it kind of it's kind of remarkable what the Pac-12 is doing here in, the, in their in their swan song. It's it it it, it does. I mean, let's be honest. It doesn't sadden me. I don't care. I go through the day moping about it, but uh, it, it's certainly bittersweet 
We don't have – it wasn't a particularly momentous win by – you know, it wasn't over some other ranked team. So Washington is not included in our uh, in our uh, fights on roundup. But I think they could be the best team in the country. Who else – who is national title good? I think Georgia is still national title good. Georgia and Michigan remind me of kind of the same thing right now where they've not been tested, so they're just in cruise control. Right. But they still have – all you, of the, be, you believe in them as a national title. I good. believe in their talent. I think Ohio State is probably in that category. Um, and that's kind of where it starts to, after that's where that's it starts it. to. That's it. That's all you're doing. You're doing. Because I don't believe in though, USC's defense. I'm I'm willing to accept it. I'm willing to. I still kind of, I think Oregon is going to have problems when teams can really throw it on them. Like. Oregon's going to have the same problems against Washington that they had last year, and that's a road game. I mean, the other thing, though, in this game was there was some coaching malpractice by Dabo. Playing for a field goal with a a young man that was moving to New York City to start his career on early in the week, and then you you bring him in. Playing for that field goal was ridiculous. And then third and one, and I understand Dabo was upset. It was an RPO, and Klubnik made the decision to throw it out. But it's like you got to get one yard, and they'd been pretty good on short right. yardage rushing. And you, like that was Clemson worked really hard to lose that game. All right, who is next? Okay, they're not bad. I'm going to ask you this, Jeffrey. Is this game say more about Alabama or say more about Ole Miss? I think it said more about Ole Miss because I still like Alabama to me is still kind of what I thought they were going into the weekend, which is that defense is legitimately extremely good. Like it's a national championship caliber defense. But you just see on offense, they are just so limited. And the difference in this game was Alabama on offense had the personnel to hit a couple of big shots and win the game. Ole Miss, when they had to, when they had to try to make big plays, have their receivers make big plays, like they just couldn't do it. Yeah, so it was interesting. They, they... neither team ran the ball on the other. Well, they, they, so they struggled to beat – they struggled with Tulane's defensive line, right? We yes, saw that. Yes, no question. And so then what the hell are they going to do? And then we saw it again. They, 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 they you know, Judkins had 13 rushes, 50, 60. And they couldn't almost, protect either. Yeah. And so you, you've got the – off. And, and, again, we saw it, some foreshadowing against Tulane. And then you take that into Alabama – and uh, and this is what you get. Um, Lane apologized on Twitter uh, for the loss. Disappointed, obviously, in the loss. And uh, where are we right now on Lane? So um, finished last year one and five, and uh, obviously three and one start to this year. But a disappointing loss to Alabama. Alabama. If you're going to get them, it's never easy to beat Alabama, certainly at Alabama. But this was but a gettable Alabama this team. This was a gettable Alabama. 
and you didn't get them. They're off the schedule next year. Um, and he makes nine million bucks a year. The thing that was interesting to me was he very clearly thought they were going to go into this game and win. And I don't know if he underestimated Alabama defensively. I don't know if he overestimated his offense. But I just thought it was a very weird game plan. Like, typically when you see Ole Miss play, their first script, like the the early plays, are usually all very good. And their early script was not very good. And then it was almost like he was kind of coaching the game to be a rock fight. And when Alabama started pushing, you know, pushing the ball downfield, Ole Miss just didn't have an answer. I, I was more taken back, though. Like, for instance, if we compare this to Colorado and Oregon, if you listen yeah. to Dion all last week, Dion was not doing the, you know, we're making it personal. Like, Dion was doing a lot of the respecting of the opponent, which suggested to me Dion had watched the film. Man, and he's that's not what any- you said last week. Yeah. You're like, we're going to get our ass kicked here. This is, not, this is not the week to get out over my skis here. Right. On Dion. And right. Al, it, it seemed like to me like Ole Miss did not, did not recognize what they were going into. And that surprised me. Uh, well, what they're going into, uh, let's get to the next one. Because that's what they're going into. LSU next. LSU beats Arkansas. Last second field goal. Good game, by the way, and and and, and really uh, fun football game. Yeah, really good game. I, I, honestly, this is one where if you're Arkansas, you're I think kicking yourself. You had to, the first half, you had to settle for two field goals. Yep. And then you get the touchdown late in the first half, with 48 seconds to go, and you feel pretty good about yourself. And then you give up a freaking touchdown 18 seconds later. Like that's a crusher. And then in the second half. Uh, Jason Daniels was just really good. Scoring drive on every possession in the second half, including the 72-yard drive for the game-winning field goal. Malik Neighbors is uh, is uh, awesome. And uh, it was a fun football game. Uh, but LSU next against Ole Miss. What did you make of this one, Jeffrey? Um, I'm with you. I think Arkansas to be kicking themselves because you could sense early – LSU, like you'd kind of pop them in the mouth. And the fact that on both of those drives, you just end up taking two field goals. Like I think they even had second and goal maybe from the one or third and goal from the one, and they lose like four yards on the play. Oftentimes in college football, it comes down to how do you finish drives? And it felt like Arkansas didn't finish drives, but LSU did finish drives. And they did more with their scoring chances. I still think the other thing we're going to have to kind of get used to in college football is I think it is going to be more NFL in the sense that it's going to be week to week. And we'll see a team like Arkansas the week before. Like you lose you lose 38-31 to BYU and everyone's kind of thinking sky's falling. 34-31 this week and you feel better about it. But it's still just kind of... I, I think everyone's just going to make too much and overreact too much to what happened last week versus this week. 
Ole Miss has a really bad week this week, but if you tell me that Ole Miss shows up and takes advantage of LSU's secondary, which is nowhere as good as Alabama's, I'm not surprised. Do I expect it? No, but I'm not, like, stunned. Uh, it's funny. I was talk- I actually talked to Jimmy Sexton this weekend, and he was he was making this point that, and again, like he co- you know, he is all the coaches, right? And I'm sure they think this. Like in the end, particularly the, once the ex- playoff expands, you can you can lose three games, yes. still get two, two or three games, and still get the playoff. It will be much more an NFL sensibility. And with the SEC as loaded as it is, with good team after good team, with good team after good team. You're just going to take losses. I mean, that's just true. Yes. It's just, it, it can't be a crisis every time you take a loss. Now, for back to Ole Miss for a second, though, you've got LSU, I think, then Arkansas, right? Like that's LSU, then Arkansas, and then by the way, you got Hugh Freeze and Auburn right? after a they bye. They've good. got a bye, then after I think a bye. that. Yeah, and then yeah. So, I mean, if you string together a bunch of losses where you feel like you're getting wins. Fans will get restless. Yes, I mean, 100%. Will I mean, that's the whole thing. It's, you know, being cute and fun on Twitter works when you're winning. But when when you're not winning, it makes people very frustrated at a much quicker rate. Uh, how good do you think LSU is? Are they, uh, Are they? Uh, we were talking about who's national champion good, right? And I'm not asking that question. I'm asking you this question. Are they in any way conceivably SEC champion good? Uh, I would say on the outside looking in, but I don't dismiss it. So I think, like, I would say barely. I bet they'd like to play Florida State again. Uh, by the way, we haven't mentioned it, and they're not in our – they're not in our – oh, go ahead. Let's play the next Another uh, barn burner, Washington State 38, Oregon State 35. Cameron Ward, 28 of 34, 404 yards and four touchdowns. He had, I think, like 19 of his first 20. And so then we had a, uh, we're going to get to the Ryan Day thing in a minute, but uh, Washington State coach Dickert, uh, he was he, he was going after Lee Corso. Did you see? <laughs> he said, I want to have a conversation with Lee Corso. Uh, uh, about the value he sees in breaking up the premier Western. All Corso said was he called it the no one wants us bowl. He didn't actually advocate breaking up the Pac-12. He just said it's the no one wants us bowl. It was the no one wants them bowl. There were Washington and, fate, State fans with like Pac-2 championship game like posters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're making they're making their own jokes. Right. right exactly. So, um, like, whatever. I, 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 I'm, I understand that it's an emotional time for uh, folks out there, and it stinks. Honestly, it does. It stinks. But, uh, but, uh, what did you make it? You were on the wrong side of this one. But what did you make of this one? This one was Cam Ward was incredible, especially early. They jump up on Oregon State. And to me, like, this was exactly what I'm talking about in terms of so much of college football is what do you do with drives? Early, Washington State was turning all of their drives into touchdowns. Oregon State, which was having unbelievable success running the football, could not finish drives. And they were turning it over, and it allowed Washington State to 
get a big enough lead to where it didn't feel like, you know, Oregon State makes the furious comeback, but it still just felt like they just dug way too much of a hole. Cameron Ward, NFL quarterback. He, I think he's like he's from Incarnate Word, right? Yes. Isn't he a, so that's yeah, why they brought that whole Word offensive staff. Right, it all over, and um, and it's actually a big dude. Uh, NFL quarterback or not? You're my quarterback whisperer. I'm I'm intrigued by him. It's always tough though when guys play when guys play truly in the air raid like this. It's it's a tougher feel, but. In terms of the things that you have to be able to do, he does fit the profile. So I'm I'm flagging him and and gonna watch more tape. I'm gonna I'm gonna chew on more tape like Jaws would do. Uh, Penn State. We didn't mention them in the roundup. We might have we we could easily have played Penn State's fight song 31 nothing over Iowa. Win put 97 plays to 33 for Iowa. There are teams that run 33 plays in a quarter, Jeff, and Iowa ran them in a game. In a game, 33 plays. Is it uh, is Penn State national champion good? I think that they are. They definitely are from a talent perspective. I'm still not super sold on the quarterback. Um, and Iowa was just so inept that, like, he couldn't really – like, you couldn't make anything of it. It's still – Penn State, Michigan, and I and Ohio State are all going to be defined by what do they do against each other. All right, who are we blowing up? Speaking of. So we're not blowing up because they lost Ohio State. No that shame in that. Happen. I am blowing them up because for the last two defensive plays, did not have enough fellows on the field. Coming and out of a timeout. That, coming out of a timeout. Had 10 men on the field. And uh, and then they kind of recognized it and made the decision not to send in defensive linemen because uh, they didn't want to risk a penalty. Right. Anyway, at that point, when you're on the one, does it make a difference? Would you rather have 10 and half a yard rather than 11 and half a yard rather than 10 and a yard? considering he ran right where the hell the defensive lineman would have been. And furthermore, uh, Ohio State subbed. Once Ohio State subbed, you could have subbed. It was it was, and it was an incredible brain cramp. Coaching malpractice. Yes. Is that what you call it? Yes. Coaching malpractice. There's no yep. other way to describe it. The, the difference between moving the football up, basically the length of the football, and having an extra defender in there, like there's no question what anyone on the planet would want. It's insane. Especially when Ohio State had trouble blocking your front. Well, here's what's interesting is that, um, <laughs> is that, uh, uh, do we have the Ryan Day rant, by the way? We do, Ryan indeed. Day afterwards goes after uh, uh, Lou Holtz. Here he is. This one wasn't going to be easy, but it came down to the wire. And what can you say about the performance from your quarterback, Kyle McCord, to finish that drive? Toughness. Toughness. That's it. Physicality, cross the board, finish it off, having guts. You know, like I like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. What he said about our team, what he said about our team, I cannot believe. This is a tough team right here. We're proud to be from Ohio. And it's always been Ohio against the world. And it'll continue to be Ohio against been. the world. But I'll tell you what, I love those kids, and we got a tough team. What did they prove to you tonight in this victory that you'll take away toughness. and run with? Toughness. Everybody's questioning these kids all the time. We had one bad half the last couple years. That's it. 
Everybody wants to question these guys. These guys are warriors right here to come back and win. This kid right here to come back in the second half and win. I'm emotional about this for a reason. A lot of people question these kids and say a lot of things about them. I love them. When someone attacks your family to come in and win like this is special. It's a great win for our program and a great win for Ohio State. Can you take us through the play call to run the ball on fourth down? What was behind the decision to do that for right, you? I'll take a deep breath now. <laughs> so we got down there. We had <clears throat> we had no timeouts, and I felt like we had a chance to maybe you know sprint out to to get Marv the ball. We wanted to get Marvin the ball. He's the best receiver in football. But then with three seconds left, we knew that was the last play, and I felt like they could have been a little bit soft inside. We got to make a yard. We had four opportunities, two down here and two down here to get first downs. We didn't do it. And we had to get it right there. We got it. We won the game. And I'm just so happy for our team. Coach, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for your patience. <laughs> Absolutely unhinged. Absolutely unhinged to go after 76-year-old Lou Holtz, who just said what everyone knows, which is that this Ohio State team, and you just said they had a hard time uh, blocking uh, Notre Dame's front. Oh, Notre Dame, uh, Ohio State has, over the last few years, had spectacular athletes and been, for a program of that caliber, soft. And, and it was just hilarious to see Ryan Dagg going after Lou Holtz. Uh, I'd like to know where and Lou Holtz would like to know where he is. What did you make of all of that, Jeffrey? First off, nothing Lou Holtz said is is any worse than what Jim Harbaugh has said. I don't know. Like, to me, the thing that I didn't really like about that it's like one thing to it's one thing to you know prop your guys up. It felt like everything he was saying was just answering his own criticism, not his team's criticism. And that's what made it feel like like he was using the he was using his team as a shield. You're exactly right. Sometimes you nail it exactly right. He was using his this is what people were saying about Ryan Day's teams. They weren't saying that yes, they were not criticizing the players. They were saying this about Ryan Day's team. And he was uh infuriated by the criticism. And then listen after that kind of a win, I don't, you know, it's, it's perfectly understandable why he was as emotional as he was. Um, this is the kind of thing from a Notre Dame perspective, though. It can stick and define a head coach. Like I asked you last week who this, more, who this is more important for. And it's going to, like, on his, like, I don't know how the rest of his career is going to go. But unless he, you know, wins a national title or something, it's going to be, oh, yeah, he's the guy who couldn't count the 11. Right, 100%. I mean, especially when you consider part of the criticism last year was the, yeah, maybe maybe he gets the players, but is he is he going to be able to do the job on game day? This is one that is very difficult to forget. Because in the end, it wasn't like they got the yard because they just manned up. Like At least like with the Bush push, you can sit there and go like, all right, well... Th- they had to they had to kind of break a rule to beat us. This one was we didn't have enough guys on the field. He says, I gotta be better. It's on us. We gotta be better. Yeah, we know. We know. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have eleven else. on the field out of a timeout. Yeah, you do. It's crazy. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.